Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. All right. What's up, tribe? We are back. We're back. <laughs> my name is Aaron, and I'm here with my co-partner in crime, Jason. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a, it's a good day. It's we're, a good day, and we're glad you're listening to us. We're back in the rhythm. Yes, we are. Uh, like the bars, to the beat of the rhythm of the night. Yes. I don't know why I said that. All That's right. All right. <laughs> I, I like where you were going. I was following you. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. I was following you. Thanks. Sometimes you just kind of got to go along you for You just got to go for the ride. ride and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, today, what we wanted to talk about was uh, you recently put a post on our Instagram yeah. page. Uh, it's really profound. Like we always try to pick stuff that's good and useful and some of it's more or less good. This one in particular was like, yeah. Short and wow, that was yes, I agree. Yeah. So, um, what did it say? So it said this: some things break your heart, but fix your vision. So I want to read that again. I mean, think about that for a second, right? So some things they break your heart, but they fix your vision. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's happened a lot in my life, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, it's happened a lot in your life. And and when we begin to reflect in the moment of the heartbreak, you know, be business, be a relationship, uh, an opportunity, you know, it's hard. It's never a fun situation. I mean, if we really take that statement for what it's worth, and that's those moments where we throw our hands up and they're like, God, why? What's going on? I don't understand. Mm. Um, And what comes from that, just natural, you know, movement going forward is you began to, over time, see things different, right? You have perspective, but I love how it says, and it fixes your vision. And how many times, you know, for all of us, you know, you're listening to this, when you reflect back on those heartbreaks, how grateful you are for it. Mm. That was what I took away from that. Like, oh, thank God that happened, yeah. right? Because look where I am today. Um, so I don't know, I just, I just felt like, you know, sharing that and, and, and us talking about it. Yeah. So good. And from sitting in my chair as a, as a pastor, there's so much biblical stuff around this one sentence. Like there's a ton. I think, um, even if you think about the book of Job, which everybody, when they're having a hard time, they always go to Job, right? Yeah. I feel like Job, I'm suffering. (laughs) I'm suffering. And we wrestle when we read the book of Job, a lot of people try to wrestle with why bad things happen to good people. Um, that is not the point of the book of Job. The, the point of the book of Job is this. When you strip everything else away from you, is Jesus enough? 
and I and I think that that's at least for one angle, that's what we're talking about here. That's strong, yeah, yeah. I just you know there because there are so many things that get in the way of us being able to be what God has intended us to be. Um, which, for the record, here's here's the hard part about that. God doesn't control you just because he's a control freak. God invites you into a relationship with him because he made you to be something that's pretty incredible. And Satan, being who he is, has no need for you to believe in him. Yeah. You in fact, if you don't believe in Satan, he's already a step ahead. <laughs> um, true. And so the goal for Satan is not to get you to believe in him, it's to distract you. That's it, one hundred percent. Like, just distract, it, doubt, all of those things, right? Yep. To really neutralize you. Yep. Yeah. All you got to do is just think about other things than yeah. other than what you should be thinking about. And so, I think one of the things that I uh, I love and hate about my relationship with the Lord is that He loves me so much that He will lovingly rip my distractions out of my life. Um, and sometimes it's super painful. Yeah. Because there are things I've given a ton of energy to. Yep. And things that I'm particularly passionate about and that I have a mapped out plan of if this, then this, then this, then totally. this, this, you know, and look at and look at where I could wind up. I could wind up with a, all kinds of nice things and whatever. And God's like, yeah, I'm going to take that one out at letter B because that's where you go <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> yeah. And it's painful. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, I mean I love listening to you and that perspective around that uh, you know it the other component to this if you really think about it you know it, it kind of also makes me think about our mortality mm. right like how short life is and the more that we do focus on the heartbreak versus what what is what should be coming from this right what should be refixing my vision I mean let's be honest many of the heartbreaks guess who those were caused by. Right. You. Yep. Right? Like, you just go stand right in the mirror like, yep, I screwed that one up pretty solid. Yep. Uh, but I do believe, like, in that process that God, that's part of his divine path for us, right? There is the idea that others take it away or, you know, we, you know, take it away ourselves. But if you think about it and that if you believe that God is in control and that he is sovereign and he is, you know, the Lord that has that wants the best for us, and then, you know, then, then that's okay. It should shorten the heartbreak as much as it possibly can. But I like to think about it from a mortality perspective, like, man, life is just so short. Getting back to watching your youngest, you know, you know, back off and, you know, out of the driveway, right. you know, in the car that took place there yesterday, you're like, okay, you know, life is moving really, really fast. And so that was the other aspect when I thought about this quote. Yeah, I uh, I love that, and what I love uh, it, it, continuing on with what you're saying is the idea that your family, and especially as a dad, I don't I don't know a dad that doesn't fit into this at some level, but we feel like we have this pressure to provide some kind of life yeah. for our kids. Yeah, and we have varying definitions of what success looks like, but I, you know, for me, <laughs> this is a weird thing, but I had a thing in my head for years that if I had a flat panel TV that was larger than 50 inches, I had arrived. <laughs> that is awesome. That I don't know why that is, but that was like, that is like, 
that is my mark of success, right? Yeah. Not as some kind of car to drive or whatever. It was a plus 50-inch flat panel TV. Here's the irony. I have that's four of them story. in my house now. You know, like, <laughs> like that's the – they've just – the your that's perspective on success changes, right? Yep. Yep. But the, the funny thing is uh, we often think that that's – that's what gives our kid, and then and then we're stunned when it, they don't feel loved, which breaks your heart. Yeah, like, but I gave you, but I did. Yeezys. Yeah, you know, I gave you, I paid for college. I did, and they're like, but you weren't there. Yeah, and I think that that's another piece of this. Like, breaks your heart, but fix your vision. Hundred like, percent. You got to focus on what matters. Yeah, we we've talked about that. You know often and it's why we created you know the invitation is is to help create some focus you know on what is important and where you're trying to go and and this world is definitely full of distractions now more than ever and i think the sad part is is that you know we're seeing that get pushed down to our kids with the phones and the you know what i mean just the minimal amount of attention that they give to the world around them and they're caught up in this virtual world of like oh my gosh that person looks like this or you know what i mean they they were broke in 90 days later because of Bitcoin or this or that. They're on a yacht on it. You know what I mean? Like, no, right. that's just a Photoshop. You know what I mean? They're trying to sell their program. You know, right. like, right. You know, don't, don't fool yourself. And so, yeah, there's a lot to be, you know, um, thought through on what you just said about, you know, what are we giving, uh, you know, to our kids in those lessons. But when you think about this statement, it really makes you, it, it's an encouragement to us all that maybe you know somebody who's going through a heartbreak right now. And, you know, and fixing their vision, you know, or helping them see it different, right? Not so much fixing it, but stepping in and being a good friend, yeah. you know, or a good partner is another way to interpret this. So maybe things are good right now in your life, but maybe they're not for others, you know? So how do I not, uh, you know, you know, point fingers versus like, hey, how do I look to help that person? Right, so. right. And I do think um, at the end of the day, so Paul says this in, in uh, the book First Thessalonians. He says, um, what do we have to glory in if it's not you? And his broader conversation is, when I get to heaven, um, what am I going to have with me? Uh, I'm not going to be able to take my things. You know, the, um, my dad always used to say, uh, there aren't any hearses followed by U-Hauls. Yeah. Like, you're not going to take any of that with you. The only thing that you will have in this life that transfers to the next life is the relationships that you've built along the way. Yeah. And that being said, we've got to be we've got to be prepared for that transition well. Like what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on what actually matters? Um, and I think uh, one of the analogies that I think is actually really significant is like if you're in whatever room you're in, look up in the top corner and imagine taping a piece of dental floss up there and then wrapping the whole room in dental floss all the way around all four walls. So all four walls, ceiling to floor, covered in dental floss. And you take one of those, one of the piece of the strand out and put a, take a Sharpie marker and put a black dot on that one piece of the thread. Um, that black dot represents your life on the timeline of eternity. That dental floss is eternity. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why that matters is because we spend so much energy trading the floss for the dot. Uh, that's good. Uh, and we, we need to put like all the decisions that we make, but especially in the relationships that we build, 
we need to put those on that timeline of eternity. What, what am I trading for what? And it really is a constant battle. I mean, it's a constant battle for you and me and all of us because we're human beings, right? Yeah. You know, it's like this daily thing that wants to show up because there's the part of, you know, hey, I, I want more or, hey, you know, like I love your analogy about the TV. You're like, oh, if I could just get a 50-inch plasma TV, you're like, well, now I have four, you know? Right. And then you walk into Costco, you're like, oh, they have them in 84? Okay, maybe. I, I know. And uh, now, <laughs> here's the killer, Jason. I have a 65-inch one, and I'm like, it's not big it's enough. It's not big enough, right? <laughs> it's just... So it, it is it is the, the challenge for all of us, right? And I think that's why this statement is is really, uh, you know, deep and meaningful, you know, to us all, because like just in this conversation you and I are having right now, like we're pulling this thing apart, right? Like, you know, how do you see it? How am I seeing it? How, like those that are listening to us, how are you processing that? Mm. Right. And I think that would be, if you're in the invitation and you're doing that with a group, which I really hope that you are doing it with a group when you do it, this would be a great conversation to have Massive. with your group this week. Massive. Just just to reorient and focus in on what really is success, what really is the vision that we should be driving toward. And, and what are the, and, and talk through those heartbreaks, right? So like, like I've mentioned, if you're in one of those situations right now, like take a step back from it emotionally and the best you can of, okay, what, what, what's coming out of this? Like, what am I seeing? How, how can I take the information? How can I take this heartache and, and, and see something else? Cause the point of the statement was it fixes the eyes, it, you know, it reorients what, what I should be focused on. Yep. And I think, I think, you know, man, that would be so cool to discuss as a group, like, Hey, sit on this for a week, come back and we're going to sit around and talk about it, yep. you know? Even in a small group, so yep. I mean, that would be pretty cool. When I was in my uh, graduate program, we had a guy come in to teach one of the classes that was a filmmaker. And it was fascinating because he talked about this tool that they use to develop scripts called the story wheel. And everything has, yeah. like, it has to come in order. Uh, yeah. So you have the the protagonist and the antagonist and the love interest. And all of these unfolding things have to come in the right order or it's not a good story. If you don't, you don't have all these elements in there, and they don't necessarily have to come one, two, three, four, five. But if you don't have all these elements in there, people aren't interested in the movie. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, it could be a phenomenal movie, but they're not interested in it because it doesn't have the right elements of story in it. One of the rules of every great story is that in the middle of it, everything has to fall apart. It's just the rules. And if you don't have that, like if you have a story that's like, it's just good, every they start off happy and everything's good and then they die. Nobody wants to watch that story. And I think a piece of that is as human beings, we work so hard to avoid difficult things, to avoid conflict, to avoid pain, to avoid sorrow. But the thing is, we're actually hardwired for struggle. <laughs> like we've got to have a mountain to climb. We've got to have something to overcome. So we need that moment in time where everything falls apart. But there's another kind of story. Shakespeare used to write these plays called tragedies, yep. which are like, um, hey, you, you have everything good, and then there's a tension, and then everything falls apart, the end. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. She fakes her death. He takes, I can't live without her. So he takes poison and actually dies. She comes to, sees him and is like, oh, he actually is dead. So she actually takes poison and dies. The end. Well, like, yeah. 
That is the worst story. Oh, look at how much they loved each other. Nope, nope, that's terrible. That is a terrible story. The difference between a great story and a terrible story is where the tragedy fits in it. Yeah. So a great story has tragedy in the middle. A terrible story has tragedy at the end. You will face those things that break your heart. Yeah. You know, the other thing that made me think as I was listening to Aaron is if you're listening to this right now and you're like, hey, I, I don't I don't have any tragedies, right, that I'm going through right this second. I think our encouragement to you is that's where you start to lean into hard things. Yep. You know, you don't have to have a major, hey, got fired or a relationship loss or something along those lines. I think the art, I mean, you could take it down to a sub-level of this and say, great, go do things that you're super uncomfortable with, right? Yep. Go do things that cause you to get outside of that safety box, right? Yep. That, are you risking at are all? You, are you risking at all? Because it's, um, to your point, I've actually studied this quite a bit, it's, it's human nature uh, for us to create, establish our safety boxes, you know, and we don't want to get out of that safety box. In fact, our brains are always, you know, scouring and monitoring, you know what I mean, an avoidance of risk, avoidance of risk, and, and so on. And so, but there's no growth, you know, just staying in that box. That box is going to move and grow and morph and, and, and whatnot. And so as I was listening to you, if I'm, if I was listening to this podcast, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm good. Like, you know, I don't have any heartaches. Well, go, go create a hard moment. Right. <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll really help fix your eyes. You go do this challenge. Guess what? And this invitation, you're going to go, um, things are changing. Right. So I was kind of, that was an observation as I yep. was listening to you. Yep. So there are things that happen in life that break your heart, but they fix your vision. They do. And that is something that we shouldn't run from. We don't have to be like, I love pain. Um, but we should understand that those things are there as a benefit to our life. You know, again, just as I'm listening, it would be really cool. Like, yeah, if you're doing this invitation, but if you're like in a, in a small group, but man, what if you wrestle this with your family over dinner one night? That'd be like, like, I think I feel like I want to do that over the holidays. Mm -hmm. Hey, even though they're 18 and, my kids are 18 and 16. They've had their heartaches of like, and I don't know what degree, like to them, it could be like, oh my gosh, you know, it was this, but like, how, how did, what did you take away from that? That would be a really interesting conversation to have with a family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Great one. All right. If you uh, are interested in more, you can email us at uh, either Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com or Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com. Uh, we'd be happy to do that. You can uh, like, share, rate, review the podcast. Yes. That's all super helpful. Um, or jump on uh, Ariel-Tribe.com. Uh, that's A-R-I-E-L-Tribe.com and uh, see what else, what other resources we have there. Jump into yeah. the invitation, get a group and... And find your tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, jump in and, and, and let this process grow you and fix your vision. Yes. So thank you guys for listening, and we will be back again soon.